Rochak got to air it out again down the far side. That ball is going to be caught at the 50-yard line. Off to the races, 40. He's at the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, St. Cecilia. Streaming now on ExtremeSports.com and on the Extreme Sports app. Extreme Sports and the Hastings Tribune presents the Tribbling Tailgate Talk Show with your hosts, Mike, Marcus, Will, and Nick. And hi again, everybody. Welcome to the Tribune Tailgate Talk Show, the ninth episode of our uh, Tribune Tailgate Talk Show. I'm Mike Will from Extreme Sports. We're at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill in Hastings tonight. Joined by uh, Hastings Tribune folks, Will Reynolds, Nick Blosnich, and also uh, Marcus Metcalf. As uh, we, we go through another week, it's going to be a big night, guys, for our uh, tailgate uh, talk show here tonight. We're going to relive the uh, memories from 1993 when Hastings High won the uh, Class A State High School Football Championship. Of course, with the uh, football championships coming up for 2023, we thought it would be a neat thing to go back to 1993 and relive uh, the first state championship for uh, Hastings High. So, uh, welcome aboard, guys. Good to see you again. Good to see you, Mike. I uh, don't have any memories from 1993. I was not alive yet. Uh, <laughs> but I'm happy to uh, happy to get some tonight, you know, through these guys' eyes. Now, Marcus, uh, you were not alive either in 1993. No, I was not. Same year, born same year as well. So, no, wasn't quite alive yet. Nick? These guys are making me feel old. I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, I was a five-year-old. And I just remember the Hastings High Champions. Uh, just kidding. I don't remember it, but I've read up on it uh, enough in our archives. I've so created memories. But we do have a guy that has, that was there f- covering it uh, that will join the show a little bit later. That's Terry Douglas, the one and only. All right, so we've got uh, our usual uh, cast of uh, things going on here tonight. We've got the, the predictions uh, coming up for the uh, state championships uh, coming up here in the next uh, week or so. We've got uh, a plethora of guests that we want to uh, talk about uh, here today. So, again, we're at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. We're in Hastings tonight, and uh, it's Wednesday, so that means... What is it at Bullseye? It's wing night, and the best wings possible are here at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. You can come down and uh, order wings. That's their special all night tonight. You can get them in a a variety of uh, sauces, and they'll have uh, plenty of wings uh, available for you. So you can order 5, 10, 15, 20, order 50 if you want. Come on in and uh, join the gang uh, and bring the gang down for uh, food tonight. If you don't like wings, they've got plenty of other things on the uh, menu as well. But Wednesday is uh, wing night. Uh, you get them with uh, uh, crispy, saucy, and just darn right delicious. So I've had them several times, and, and we'll talk about it uh, throughout uh, the night tonight. But, again, thanks to Rod and uh, the gang for having us out here tonight at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. Our uh, second journey out here. We must have did it right the first time because he invited us back for uh, the second show here. Hey, my first time because uh, I was on vacation that first uh, first night you guys were out here. But I like the environment. I like the, uh, the booth set up here. Pretty comfortable. Yeah, we got a great crowd just like last time, so we're excited to kind of reminisce and uh, hash up some old memories and stuff. All right, so uh, again, we're going to relive the uh, 1993 state championship for uh, Hastings High coming up uh, here tonight. Uh, let's go back. Uh, let's get our weekly recap, guys. Uh, we were over at uh, Sandy Creek as far as uh, my game was concerned. So a very good game between uh, Sandy Creek and uh, Stanton, won by uh, Stanton. Sandy Creek turns them all over twice. 
in the uh, fourth quarter, and Stanton took advantage of that. They go on to uh, beat the Cougars, so the Sandy Creek Cougars' fine season is over. They were undefeated coming into that ball game uh, last week, but Stanton beats them. Uh, uh, you guys were over there as well. What did you see between the Sandy Creek and Stanton? Yeah, it was a great game. I mean, it was back and forth, especially there in the second half. Thought Sandy Creek was going to get it done. They finally, it was kind of a battle of two-point conversions, and they finally got ahead uh, 36-34. But unfortunately uh, for the Cougars, Stanton scored the next two touchdowns and, like you mentioned, got those two key uh, turnovers, one of them being a desperation heave. But, uh, I mean, uh, it was a great game. It was sad to see the Cougars run end, but... Andrew Kuda, he's pretty excited. They return a lot of people from this team, and he thinks they can get back to this point. Stanton had a quarterback that runs for like uh, six touchdowns in the ball game. He rushes for well over uh, 200 yards. Uh, Sandy Creek uh, really couldn't stop him, and he he was the story of the ball game. He was good. Absolutely, one of the biggest plays was that uh, the end right before halftime. Three seconds left. He had just thrown two hail marys that failed. And so he finally takes it upon himself and rushes for 36-yard touchdown uh, to end the half. And, I mean, that was huge for momentum. And like you said, he was just unstoppable. Ethan Shaw was equally as unstoppable, rushing for 230 yards. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a great performance there by Stanton. Anyway, uh, Stanton is going to move on in the Class D1 state football playoffs. They're going to be playing, again, they're going to be playing uh, another team uh, from the area, Exeter Milligan Friend. That's going to be on uh, Monday down at the Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. So a good matchup between Stanton and Exeter Milligan friend in the finals in Class D1. Yeah, and we'll get to see Brecken Schluter do his thing. I mean, he's just tearing it up on the ground. Uh, dove into the numbers a little bit. Uh, this one may be a little far-fetched, but if he gets 439 yards in that state championship game, he'll set the score or the state record for rushing yards in a season. You're not asking for much, It's a lot. You're not asking for much. 400 what? It's only 10 more yards than the state record or the playoff record. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's tearing it up, and so it's going to be a lot of fun to get to see him take on this Mustang defense. So, again, the uh, other matchups in the uh, state Omaha west side is going to play Elkhorn South in Class A. Bennington is going to take on Omaha Scots. In the Class B for the state high school football playoffs, it'll be Wahoo against the Boone Central in uh, Class C1. Norfolk Catholic will take on Ord in Class C2. Stanton against uh, Exeter Milligan Friend in Class D1. Then you've got the Sandhills Stutford against the Wynot in Class D2. And the uh, six-man ranks, Sumner Eddieville Miller will take on uh, Hayes Springs. Those are your state championship ball games. Uh, Marcus, you've been kind of our, our six-man guy, uh, a six-man correspondent here. What do you see between uh, Sumner Eddyville, uh, Miller, and uh, Hay Springs coming up here? Say, don't sleep on Hay Springs, you guys. I talked to my cousin earlier this week, and he goes, don't count on Hay Springs because they're, they're the hottest team in six-man football right now, and they've had two, pulled two upsets already in this playoffs. I won't be surprised if it's a third. Um, <laughs> when we're going talking this 1993 theme you guys know the last time Sumner Eddieville Miller made a state finals appearance wow 1992 1992 and and who'd they get defeated by that year you got me about Falls City Sacred Heart when they won six straight state championships undefeated so that's typical typical yeah Falls City Sacred Heart they're still good oh by the way they're they're still good no matter if it's uh, football or basketball volleyball 
or volleyball, uh, Fall yep. City Sacred Heart is uh, is still very good. So those are just uh, some of the games that we saw during the uh, past week. Whether the guys were writing uh, newspaper articles or myself with uh, Extreme Sports of broadcasting the Sandy Creek and Stan football game uh, last Friday night as we move into the uh, finals uh, coming up here in the next uh, week or so. As far as uh, our football contest, guys, uh, what do we have going there? I know. Uh, I'm toward the bottom with only uh, one week to go, so I have no chance of winning the uh, Tribune uh, football contest. Nick, you're kind of blowing us out here this year. You must have had inside information all year because you've kind of led this thing uh, from the start this year. What's been the key? Uh, you hire a scout just like Michigan did and uh, <laughs> have them go to all the practices. And uh, But, no, uh, I'm pretty lucky uh, for the most part. Uh, but uh, it's been pretty wild. I mean, every week, you know, we have some tough matchups, and I think – all right, you know, 500 is going to be a good week, but usually, especially this past week, it was rough. Laura Beam has uh, really been at the bottom of the uh, stack for uh, most of the season. We got to put the kudos in place here, gang. Laura comes up with the uh, the base, uh, the best winning percentage uh, last week. She hit 70 percent of her game. She goes seven and three. All the guys in the contest uh, were below that, so uh, kudos for uh, Laura. But she's Still in last place. I'm still happy that she is in the, the contest for 2023. We were going to invite her down to, for the show tonight to get uh, some some air time here, but uh, she's probably busy uh, getting ready for this week's contest. Huh? It, it might be her last year. I don't know. She uh, until next year, of course. She she keeps saying that she's going to be done, and uh, she's not a football guru. She doesn't care for it. But you know, I, I can't I can't blame her for being you know being the bottom feeder for for so long. It's tough tough when you're you know getting kicked when you're down already so again she's yeah she's a photographer for you guys and she uh, sees a lot of football i mean you know she she knows her share of sport of, of things about sports she's and the only woman in her contest though she got third one of the yeah. early yeah. years yeah so anyway uh, nick is out on top he's got a record of 138 this year and you've got the rest of us uh doug duda is in there in second place you've got uh, dan Orr who works for you guys he is in third place. Mason Kern from the uh, TV station. He is in fourth place. Darren Fowler, who's at the uh, Hastings Tribune, he is fifth. And then uh, Marcus, Will, and myself, all guys on this show, we are all tied down here for about uh, six points. We have a record of 87 and 51 going into the final week. And we're uh, two games ahead of Laura Beam. She's at 85 and 53. So that kind of brings you up to date on the, the football contest from this week. Uh, let's see. I went five and five last week. Will you went six and four? Marcus, you went to five and five. So we go to the uh, final week as we've got to the state championship games, and we're going to predict uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin, Kansas State and Kansas, and the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And we've got a uh, a guest predictor uh, coming up here as uh, we're going to help us out on uh, picks here. Good to see you, my man. It, it, it's been a while. That's right. Good to see you, man. Terry, a lot of, Terry lot of, Douglas. Yeah, a lot of uh, games in the Hastings College ranks with Mike over the years. So Terry Douglas, uh, of course, uh, was uh, the Tribune uh, sports writer for a number of years. What are you doing nowadays? You know, I uh, still kind of dabble in the uh, sports writing world, helping uh, Will at the uh, Tribune and, and also at the Grand Island Independent and uh, then also some various websites. So uh, I've got uh, some boys that play uh, uh, sports at Grand Island Senior High and chase them around and 
but uh, try to do some uh, part-time stringing work in, in the meantime. I think I've seen you at the uh, baseball diamond uh, a game or two as well, so you still get around, huh? That's right, yeah. No, no, usually you have uh, two weeks off in the uh, summer, about the end of July between sports. <laughs> Otherwise, it's all year round. All right, so Terry Douglas, again, is going to be our, our guest predictor on our Tribune uh, Tailgate Talk Show here tonight, live from Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill in Hastings. What's the slate, Will? We're going to give them the entire uh, six-game slate for the uh, state championships? Yeah, we're going to give them all, uh, all six classes, or I guess all seven classes, theoretically, uh, with the six-man thrown in there. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of, I guess, start with, with Class A. We've got Omaha West Side, who's, who's been undefeated. They're probably the favorite in this game. they got Elkhorn South in the uh, Class A final on Tuesday. So, Terry, what you, would you learn from your research? You, you're, you're, <laughs> your boys play Class A football. Grand Island had a nice, nice little run there in the playoffs. We picked uh, their game a few weeks ago, and uh, I think they lost to uh, – who did they lose? They ended up losing to Millard West. Yeah, Willard West. Millard West, West in, the, in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah, so. uh, yeah with uh, having uh, boys on the Grand Island football team over the past, what, 11 years, uh, I've got to see Omaha West Side up close uh, six times in the last four years. And uh, you just talk about a dominant program. Um, yeah, Anthony Rezac, probably one of the best quarterbacks that I think I've seen in, in 30 years of covering high school football. And, I mean, they've you know, got players at, at every position, and they're just, uh, you know, I, I really feel like that this year that they, you know, so the scores are probably not even reflective of how dominant they've been. I mean, you know, when, when they played Grand Island, uh, you know, Grand Island, good program. Jeff Tomlin always has his team very well prepared. Omaha Westside could have, you know, named the score on that. And, uh, you know, they just uh, get there, take care of business, get out, and move on to the next game. So it sounds like you're taking Omaha Westside. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, Elkhorn South, uh, Grand Island also saw them. It was a uh, 14-10 game at halftime, and then uh, Elkhorn South really took over the line of scrimmage in the second half. A good, solid team capable of holding on to the ball and possessing it, but uh, I, Westside just too much firepower in my opinion. I, I got a, a good friend that plays for uh, Elkhorn South. His name is uh, Ethan Duda. And uh, I saw today he's gonna he's a preferred walk-on uh, down in Nebraska. He plays for Elkhorn South, but but sorry, Ethan Duda, I'm not picking your team here in this uh, Tribune uh, tailgate uh, talk show uh, football contest. I'm all over Omaha West Side. I think this will be a blowout. Omaha West Side. Yeah, as a Gretna alum, uh, I kind of hate to say it, but uh, yeah, West Side. All right, in uh, Class B coming up in the uh, state championship game, you've got Bennington, kind of the uh, prohibitive favorite, taking on the. Uh, Omaha Scott, who uh, knocked off a Waverly, the team that beat uh, Hastings High early in the uh, playoffs. Terry, what do you think in Class B? Uh, this is going to be my karma game. I'm going to go with Omaha Scott, right? Going wow. back to the beginning of the season. I know where you're going with this. The, the play, if I have this remember right, the, the Omaha Scott, uh, you know, in, in the very controversial play. So uh, I'm going to say maybe karma comes around this time in the uh, the Skyhawks go with the win. That weighed heavy in my, my decision because I remember watching the TikTok you know, the morning after of that of that game. And uh, Omaha Scott looked like they had Bennington stopped at the goal line. Uh, referees said it was a touchdown, ball game. And uh, so, yeah, very controversial there. And I know there's going to be some fire at that game. But uh, I'm riding with the Badgers. Ultimately, had, couldn't go with Scott. Just, just, you know, couldn't go with him. I think I'm on uh, Bennington as well. Yeah, I'm rooting for chaos. I want it to end the exact same way. <laughs> All right, in uh, Class C1, you're going to have Wahoo taking on uh, Boone Central. Wahoo, the number one seed. Boone Central, the number two seed. 
Yeah, this one, both teams at 12-0 and in the season, Class C1. Yeah, and, you know, just doing research on this, obviously haven't seen either team, but, uh, you know, six common opponents between the two teams looking in. Just, you know, score comparisons very close and obviously go down to the wire. I will go with Boone Central to win the first state title since it was 2001, I believe. You did do your research. I, I saw you even brought in notes and everything. Very good. Uh, so you're on Boone Central, Will? Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm on Boone Central as well. I think they've been the the favorite kind of all year in uh, in C1. Heard a lot of good things about them. Um, this will be the first ever playoff meeting between Wahoo and Boone Central, so um, it should be a good one. I, I believe from the research that I did myself. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, Cardinals been all been favorites all season. Wahoo uh, sort of maybe ahead of schedule. They're obviously a very good program historically. Um, been a, been a lot of playoff runs for the Warriors, but. Um, even their own coach, Chad Fox, told, uh, told the World Herald the other day, we may be overachieved a little bit this season because we have a lot of sophomores on the field. Uh, I counted 16 sophomores on their roster. Uh, a number of them play, including their quarterback, uh, Jace Kaminsky. So I'm going with the uh, Boone Central uh, Cardinals instead of the Warriors, but uh, happy for both, both teams to be there. I think Marcus is on uh, Wahoo. And uh, are you on Wahoo? I'm Boone Central. Yeah, Boone yep. Central. All right, I'm on uh, Boone Central. Laura Beam took Wahoo, though. Yeah. Who did? Laura Beam. Did she? All right, there, there's one that she can make up on, huh? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Class C2 has got Norfolk Catholic in Ord. These two teams played back in uh, week number two, and Norfolk Catholic uh, beat Ord, I see, 31-14. to 14. I, I, I just can't uh, get away from Norfolk Catholic. They just continue to win all the time. So when I saw they were in the state championship game, I just circled them. Norfolk Catholic again uh, will win in 2023. Yeah, I, I agree. When you got a, a coach uh, like Jeff Bell, who's already in the Nebraska High School Football Hall of Fame, uh, four, 400 wins this season, uh, hard, hard to go against that program. Yep, I'm right with you. Everybody on Norfolk Catholic? Not this guy. Marcus, Marcus. is the only one. Yeah. Marcus is going to go against the Norfolk for Catholic. for the Clears. He's on uh, the Chanticleers Clears in the Class C2. Class D1 matchup has got uh, Exeter Milligan friend up against uh, Stanton, the team that knocked off at Sandy Creek. I don't know why I'm on Exeter Milligan friend. I'm right there with you. Sorry to jump in, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I know. I just, you know, as uh, score comparison wise, going to have to go with Stanton just by by a small margin, uh, having the uh, the win over. And so, you know, that that gives me the, the tilt to Stanton. I'm trusting uh, Nick Blasnitz after covering Stanton against Sandy Creek last week. He said Stanton's defense has some holes in it. Ethan Shaw ran right through him. Uh, you know, Sandy Creek had the win over EMF earlier this season, a, du- a double or triple overtime ball game. Uh, I'm on EMF. I'm on the Bobcats to uh, to take home their first title as a uh, co-op. Marcus, you on an Exeter Milligan friend as well? All right, so Exeter Milligan friend. Uh, Class D2 has got Sandhills Thetford against the uh, Why Not. Uh, Why Not's a good basketball team, so that's why I chose a uh, Why Not. I, I said, I, I, I've done so many Why Not games at the state basketball tournament. I said, these guys got to be good at football too, don't they? I probably should excuse myself impartiality being a Sand Hills High School graduate. So I got one name for you, Kyle Cox. Uh, entered the semifinals as the national leader in eight-man in scoring. Wow. And uh, watched quite a bit of the game last Friday night. Guys run left, run right, pick up fumbles on defense. Uh, got to go with Sand Hills Thedford in the Knights. Native of Dunning, right? Uh, I have yeah, that right? yeah, close to Brewster, but, yeah, the school in Dunning. Okay. So, yep. Yeah, uh, I'm... This one was tough for me. I kept going back and forth. Uh, I, when it came time to submit picks, I was on why not. 
now I kind of wish I had that back. I mean, just this game looks so fun. Uh, both teams have great defenses. They score. And uh, one's kind of passing. One's kind of running. And so it's just going to be really fun to see. But So I took why not. Would not be surprised to see Sandhills, though. Marcus, you on uh, why not as well? All right, so Marcus is on uh, why not uh, coming up. Uh, we, we Will? T- we talked about how uh, how Sandhills – Thetford has been in, what, three of the last four finals. They yeah, lost to BDS. Yeah. They lost to Kennesaw, and now they're back in it. And they've, they've had a, a nice run here, and I'm going with, with Sandhills-Thetford on, on uh, Monday. All right, we've got, uh, well, so we got the uh, six-man game between Sumner, Eddieville, Miller, and uh, Hayes Springs. I know nothing about this six-man football. I can't even remember the last time I watched a six-man football game, but I am all over uh, Sumner, Eddieville, Miller. I, I've kind of heard a lot about them uh, from uh, different people that uh, uh, follow uh, six-man football. They're all over Sumner, Eddieville, Miller. I'll take SEM to win this thing. Sometimes you watch six-man football when you're watching Hastings College or GPAC basketball <laughs> because uh, there's some bruising games out there. But uh, SEM all the way, watched them play twice this year against Wilcox-Hildreth including last week in the semifinals. And um, I, I think they just have a running back in Maddox-Jones Maddox that um, is going to you know, run right through Hay Springs. So, Terry, yeah. what do you have? Score comparison's not everything. You never know the personnel, but you have uh, a common opponent in Paxton that SEM beat by 52 and Hay Springs lost to by 33. So, <laughs> if it, you know, I, I guess I definitely have to go with SEM. And, and one thing I will say, having covered a few six-man games, they do a nice job with that over at uh, Kearney at UNK and, and give those uh, kids a nice stage for, it, uh, for that game. So, uh, you know, if you're not doing anything, check it out. My, uh, my lead last week for my story of the Wilcox and SEM game was talking about SEM's uniforms because they are faded. They are just a faded purple. So that was the first thing I asked the, the coach uh, – Shane Hrasky was, when is the last time you got new uniforms? And he said, it's been a long time with a, with a nice grin on his face. And I said, go get them next week. Are, are they faded because they've been washed so many times? I, or think what? They're just, I think they're probably 10, 12 years old. I don't know how long football uniforms are supposed to go, but they're, they've seen better days. That's well, maybe sure. if they win a championship, maybe they can ante up. He, he was hoping so. Ante up and get some new uniforms. Anyway, again, Terry Douglas is our uh, guest predictor here tonight in the Tribune Tailgate Talk Show. We are live here at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill in Hastings, our second go-around here this season at uh, Bullseye. So thanks to Rod and the gang for having us out. It's a wing night. Every Wednesday is a wing night here at the Bullseye uh, Sports Bar and Grill. You can get them in a variety of sauces. They are absolutely delicious. I have uh, checked out uh, many of the uh, sauces here, and uh, I don't have a favorite. Really don't have a favorite. You can uh, uh, dip them in there. You can have them uh, all oozing over your your wings and get them all over your face and all over your body because that's usually what happens. And I need like a a tide stick when I leave here because I I get them all over the place. Anyway, come on out and uh, join us for uh, wings here tonight at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill in Hastings. Got to some other picks we want to get to, Nebraska and uh, Wisconsin. The Huskers are still trying to get uh, bowl eligible. They get a doer this week against the Badgers. Uh, you know, just the uh, it's hard to imagine Nebraska going on the road. Obviously, Wisconsin is not exactly having a stellar year, but uh, difficult to imagine the way Nebraska has played uh, in recent games going on the road and getting that win. Well, so. It's going to be a night game, too. They're going <laughs> to the be Badgers. crazy over there in yeah. uh, Wisconsin. So yeah. I, I'm on Wisconsin. You on Wisconsin? Yeah, I'm on Wisconsin. Yeah. Anybody else? I keep getting sucked in by the Huskers. I. You know, my mom was a, a Minnesota girl, and so I can't I can't cheer for Wisconsin. It's you know it's just that border war, and 
And uh, I'm, I'm in on Nebraska this week. I, I want them. I want to get hurt again is what I want to do. <laughs> you, you mentioned that, I mean, it will be a tough environment, but they did go on the road, beat Michigan State. And then, oh, wait, no, they didn't do that. Nope. And then they went, came back at home and beat uh, Maryland. You know, oh, oh, no, they yeah, didn't do yeah, that. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, never mind. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> I, okay. I, I'm on Wisconsin. I think I saw 1966 was the last time that. Nebraska beat Wisconsin. Wow, 1966. I, I didn't have in Madison. In Madison, yeah. In Madison. Yeah. Yep. Marcus, you on uh, who you on? Oscar. Oh, you might know. <laughs> what a homer! All right, so uh, a split field here for Nebraska and Wisconsin. Kansas State and Kansas. They renew their rivalry. I'm all over the Cats. You know, I was a little interested seeing, uh, not to get into betting lines, but the line at uh, seven and a half under, I mean, that, that really put me firmly in that Kansas State camp, seeing that. It's like one of those uh, somebody knows something type of games. I was impressed last year with, with Kansas, and, you know, they even their quarterback now, who's Jason Bean, he was their backup, and I think he's still their backup, but they just haven't had a healthy starter. So I'm still on, on Kansas State. I'm going with the Cats, Ema, and uh, – They'll win the Sunflower Showdown on Saturday. Yeah, I'm with Kansas State unless Kansas can somehow cause a natural disaster to stir, stop momentum like they did against my Sooners. But uh, so far, I think K-State's going to do it. Marcus, you on Kansas State too? Everybody's on the Kansas State for this weekend. Then the uh, Monday night game, NFL stuff, the Eagles and the Chiefs. The Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, I can't pick against my Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Why would I do that? That would be a stupid bet. I'm all over the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey's coming back from his uh, little rendezvous with a you-know-who. He'll be ready to play. Patrick Mahomes will be ready to play. He's at, and the Chiefs are very good after a bye week. I'm all over Kansas City. Sounds like you've been following the uh, Kelsey-Taylor Swift love story a little bit there, Mike. <laughs> uh, how can you not be? I have. I mean, she's everywhere. She's everywhere. He's everywhere. Anyway, I'm all over the Chiefs for this uh, next you, week. You guys promised this is a Swifty free zone before oh, I came no. over here. Come on now. Uh, you, th- you know, a lot of times in the NFL with the Super Bowl rematch, you know, this is a time where you would look at maybe Philadelphia. But, I mean, Pat Mahomes at home just can't go away from the Chiefs. Yeah. Philly's pretty beat up, uh, I mean, in, on both sides of the ball. And so I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. Marcus, you on the Chiefs? Oh, you, of course, you're a New York uh, Jet fan, too. So we don't even have to talk about the New York Jets after your debacle again this week. So you're on the Philadelphia this week. You're the only guy in Philadelphia. Chiefs. All right, so everybody else is on the Kansas City. So those are the picks. You can uh, follow the picks in the uh, Hastings Tribune each and every week. This is our uh, final week again. Nick has got the uh, championship pretty well uh, sewn up here. Everybody else will be uh, battling from uh, second place on down. So... Terry, thanks for uh, stopping by tonight, making the uh, the trip down. Again, uh, always like to see you. And, again, uh, your insight is great because you still got your, your foot and uh, still dabbling in the other uh, sports scene around here. And, yeah, I mean, kind of speaking of that, you know, being a part of the sports scene, you were a big part of this sports scene that we're celebrating tonight, you know, the 30th anniversary. Just, I mean, some quick uh, thoughts of you know what comes up when you kind of think about that uh, magical run that these tigers had yeah you know i mean just i went back and just uh, you know looking at the story and looking at some of the details and when you consider a team that was two years removed from zero and nine 
you know, getting and then the first time ever in the in the playoffs, and then to make that run, and then you know, I remember the lead up to the game. You know, Lincoln Southeast was a team that was kind of talked about at the time, not unlike you know Westside with the you know Division One players, Ty Good going to Notre Dame. I mean, it was pretty obvious, uh, you know, who the favorite was, and you know, Hastings just, you know, there wasn't a lot of respect for maybe that, you know, the outstate team coming to play Lincoln Southeast, but you know, from the onset, you know, it was very clear that the Tigers were in the game, and you know, history would go and prove that that Hastings High had some dudes, as we, you know, would see. You had a Division One basketball player in Bo back at quarterback, smart guy who was able to audible and make a lot of plays with his feet as well as passing. You know, Ben but- or Ben Butenbach and Josh Cole. Some, I mean, some guys that just absolute toughness, and and uh, that was how they won that game. Was was they, you know, they basically beat them up on the line of scrimmage. Got some key turnovers and, and some long drives, and uh, it was just an amazing night. And and uh, I can just remember the celebration. I can remember uh, Bob Mottaro, the athletic director at the time. I mean, when the final seconds were going off the clock, I remember Bob going down to his knees for a second and just like you know, kind of being overcome with the emotion of it all and and the magnitude of the upset. So it was a great night for Hastings High. Now we get Bob Monero down on his knees. I don't know if we can get him <laughs> back up again, could we? I don't know if we could. Well, well, Terry, and then a week later you had to watch Adam Central lose a, a state championship to Columbus SCOTUS. Uh, any memories from that night? You know, it just uh, it, 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 we're just you know how the playoffs are always like how they are now, and then to have that the week later and, and – uh, I just remember Adam Central having a great playoff run. I think they pulled a large upset, I want to say, in one of the earlier rounds. Was it McCook or is it Scott Split? Some A team that was out west. But uh, that was a, a team that, that had some guys as well, as history would prove. And it was Eric Walther on that team, if I remember correctly. And just you know, in the city that year, great year for football. Uh, St. Cecilia had a nice year. And I remember like a postseason uh, celebration to honor all the teams. And I believe maybe even uh, Tom Osborne was in town for that. And, and uh, it was just, a, just an outstanding year. It, and, you know, I just didn't realize being a young guy out of college, and coming to a town of Hastings and, and you know. The big the, city for exactly. you, right? Exactly. It was the big city, and <laughs> to have all the teams be so good, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, fun. Whatever your assignment you drew that uh, the, the sports editor sent you to, was you were pl- glad to go to. Yeah, Schooners uh, beat Adam Central that night, 42-24. to 24. I look back at Adam Central, had four turnovers in that ball game. That was played, gang. That game was played at, remember, old A.H. Jones yeah. Stadium? That game's uh, on YouTube. You yeah. can watch it on YouTube. 2,800 people showed up for that baby. It's one of they didn't uh, Who have, uh, I believe, not won that conference since the 60s. I'm going to say, like, 1961. Not won that conference. Uh, collapse A.H. Jones the Stadium. Because and I remember that's the game I covered back in 1993. I'm one of the guys that was alive back then, gang. <laughs> I think I covered that ball game. Uh, Adam Central lost his scooters. That way, but uh, that would be... Uh, that would be nice. All right, uh, let's head and bring in our next guest. Uh, he is uh, Frank Schwab again, at H. Jones State. So we're going to be kind of reliving the uh, Hastings High thing uh, coming up here. we got players that uh, participated in that ball game uh, coming up as well. So, again, Terry, thanks for coming down and helping us uh, share in the, here, uh, the memories uh, here tonight on our Tribune Tailgate uh, talk show. Always a pleasure to uh, catch up with you, my man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Again, thanks, we're Terry. live uh, at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill in 
Cleveland Hastings. It's Wednesday. That means it is a wing night here at uh, Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. You can get them uh, in any uh, combination. they got several different sizes to choose from. And don't forget on the Sundays, on Sundays, uh, they've got a uh, Sunday brunch buffet here at Bullseye. I want to tell you about it's meant for relaxation and it's meant for indulgence because there is no better place to do it than Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill in Hastings. We've got the uh, Sunday brunch buffet where you'll find an irresistible spread of breakfast favorites that'll make your taste buds dance. Um, They've got uh, things like uh, fluffy pancakes. They've got sizzling bacon, fresh fruits, and so much more. It's all you can eat and all you could ever want because you can fill up each and every time when you come out here into Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for their, their Sunday brunch. So make this Sunday special with our brunch buffet here at Bullseye's. It's the perfect way to unwind and savor the flavors of the weekend. Gets underway at about 11 o'clock or so. They, they serve the uh, brunch buffet until about 2 o'clock. They can hang out with us. A lot of us uh, come in for NFL uh, Sunday afternoon football. So you can come on out and enjoy uh, food. Uh, at noon and hang out with us and uh, watch all the games on all the uh, big screen TVs here at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill in Hesing. So we're going to relive uh, 1993. It was a 14-7 win for the Hastings High Tigers over Lincoln Southeast to win the Class A State Football Championship down at Old Seacrest Field. And, and we still play at the Seacrest Field. And, uh, well, we got a couple of guests here. We want to kind of relive uh, what happened back in 1993 as Hastings High wins their first ever state championship in football. Yeah, no doubt it was a, uh, a team effort. But uh, i got to say this guy here, Josh Cole, who's joining us, had a, had a pretty big impact on that night. Uh, I read, read the game story that our, our friend Terry Douglas wrote, and uh, Josh, sounds like you had a big interception early in the ball game. We'll talk, we'll talk you know, your memories on that. You had a touchdown run, and then you kind of ended the, the game on a sack. So uh, let's start there. You know, you, you get that sack to end the game. What do you remember from that moment? Yep, go ahead. You good? Okay. Um, you know, we relive that uh, goal line call that Coach Zeppelin made. Um, 22 Kansas was our was our goal line defense and you know nobody gave us much of a chance at that game. The whole week you know they talked a lot of trash about us and uh, we took it personally and when Coach Zeppelin called 22 Kansas we just knew good things were going to happen and Another one of our guests tonight, Nick Tripe, sitting over there, and and Nick came from one side, and I came from the other side, and as luck would have it, um, we kind of both met at the quarterback, and if you look at the newspaper clippings, I think Coach Zeppelin had about a 45-inch vertical jump. It was an exciting moment for for us as a team. Yep, that's it. I mean, he he just got way up there, and... and, uh, that team, as, as I look back and, and reflect on, on that season, we had a lot of blue-collar kids on that team. Um, yeah, we had some good athletes, but we had a lot of guys that believed not only in Coach Olson and what he brought to Tiger football, but we believed in each other. Um, so that was awesome. Yeah, I was just reading that, that goal line stand kind of happened with a, a minute and 11 seconds to go. 
as the uh, Knights pushed the ball down uh, about uh, to your three-yard line. This game was at 14-7. You made the uh, big goal line stand there late in the football game to uh, win the thing. Yes, and we we knew that uh, um, they had Ty Good, and everybody was raving about Ty Good, and he went to Notre Dame, and, and nobody gave us a chance of stopping him. So we, as a defense, we knew if that game were to go to overtime, we were going to, we were taking away our chances of, of winning that game. And coaches made a great call, and, and our guys rose to the challenge. So it was great. You mentioned uh, good. He, like I said, he, he was an all-stater. He went to a Notre Dame, so obviously he was good. I looked back, he had 20 carries and 60 yards in the ball game against the, uh, the Tiger defense that night. As you prepared for uh, this uh, state championship game, do you remember what was the, the strategy on trying to defend the Ty Good? Yes, we uh, we put Corey Dreer on Ty Good most every chance we could. They lined him up in a lot of positions. They lined him up at a, a wing. They lined him up at tailback. They lined him up at wide receiver. And he was their offense. And Coach Olson, Coach Zeppelin all made it really clear the whole week leading up to that. We stopped Ty Good. We're going to win this game. And everybody took it personally. And uh, Wiesman... Wiesman laid him out a few times, too. They didn't want to run him anywhere. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we made a statement. We he, really did. He was a uh, kick returner, too. And I, I see in the uh, newspaper articles that you, you squibbed the ball on all of your, your kicks. So you kept uh, the ball kind of away from uh, Ty Good, which is probably pretty smart on your part, huh? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we uh, I reflect a lot on Coach Olson and what he did over the course of that season. And a lot of the calls that he made, when you look back on them, you, you question, may have questioned some of them at the time, but Coach Olson is, in my opinion, one of the greatest high school coaches to ever coach the game, and, and he made a lot of great decisions that helped us win that title. I was just going to say, what was it like, and what do you remember out of uh, Coach Olson, who uh, really put his, uh, put his uh, stamp <laughs> on uh, Hastings High football? You know, we were uh, Corey Dreer, who couldn't be here because he's deer hunting. We were at Hastings High's... Uh, football banquet last night and we were reliving some of those things and the thing that we remember the most is we don't know that he would get away with a lot of the things now that he did then um, we were talking about when practice was at two hours and he talked him into turning on the the lights on the baseball field so we could continue practicing um, you know one of the things that I'll always remember is he was a stickler for the details and he would tell us, he said, you know what, I'm calling Fremont, and I'm going to tell them we're punting on first down because you can't figure out which direction <laughs> we're supposed to go. And he was, you know, when, you're, when things aren't going well, you wouldn't see anybody on the sideline jacking around. Um, everybody knew that Coach Olson expected you to carry yourself a certain way. When you came to practice, you were going to work hard. You were going to do the plays he drew up, and there wasn't a bunch of showboat, and it was all about the 11 guys on the field, and that's probably the biggest takeaway is he really bonded us as a group. And it started when he came in. I believe he came in. We were seventh or eighth grade, and he came down to the junior high and really focused us on hitting the weight room. Now, the weight room we had at the junior high was about probably the double the size of the bathrooms <laughs> over here. Um, but he came in, and um, I'm looking at Kelly Wiesman right here, and, and Kelly – wrote the record books on, on weightlifting and the junior high level, the high school level, the college level even. And what Coach Olson did was 
try to get everybody to work in the weight room like Kelly Wiesman did. So it was it paid a lot of dividends for us. In the uh, the round two uh, that state championship game with Lincoln Southeast, you also beat uh, Papillion La Vista and you beat Carney along the way. Anything uh, pop up? Anything you can remember out of those two games? Kelly Wiesman. Kelly Wiesman uh, had I don't 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 quote me, but it was two hundred and. 39 yards or something like that and I believe at the time was a record for Class A in a playoff game. I don't know, Kelly might remember, but against Papillion La Vista and Wiesman was running like a freight train. Um, Nobody could stop him and I I remember being in the backfield with him and they'd come up to tackle him and he was just mowing them down. It It was incredible to watch and seeing Kelly get that kind of recognition because I knew everybody knew what kind of what kind of work ethic he had was awesome to see. Kelly Kelly walked in here a little while ago. It looks like he, he still wants to run the football. Could he still do it? Absolutely. I don't know if he could run it that far, but he could run it. I'm certain of that. Maybe twenty yards. Twenty. That's all you need. Twenty yards, right, Weez? <laughs> yeah, twenty. Twenty's good. Well, before we uh, bring on Kelly, I want to ask you one thing about you know Cooper Cole, your your son who. What helped Hastings High, you know, football this year kind of get back into that, that deep playoff run. They made the quarterfinals. And, um, you know, what, were, what are some of the things that you see in Hastings High football, you know, this day and age that makes them successful? Shoemaker's obviously a, a great coach, doing a great job. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of these kids that we're watching now, um, through my son, who's a junior this year, um, we've watched a lot of those kids grow up, and you've watched, you've watched them improve steadily. Um, this year was really good um, from a, an ex-Tiger, but as a parent as well, to see them play inspired football. Um, it was really, you know, they beat, they beat Scott's Bluff at home, and that was a, a great moment for not only the coaches, but those kids. You know, they lost a couple close ones that could have gone either way. Um, it was really encouraging to see those kids play full four quarters even when we lost to Waverly um, we were we were overmatched and I think everybody kind of knew that going in they were very talented very fast uh, a lot more depth than we had and those kids played their guts out for four quarters Um, you see a lot of a lot of good teamwork you know picking each other up patting each other on the back even when things aren't going well and that, that teamwork aspect is what I noticed the most um, that's getting those kids the wins that they should have been getting. And I think there's good things coming. You know, we've got a, a junior class coming back um, that's, that's got some really good talent in it. There's some young kids coming up um, that Dreer was kind of po- pointing them out to me last night in the, uh, at the Tiger Banquet that a lot of those kids, you know, another – Another year in the weight room when season rolls around next next year, I think there's going to be some voids that are filled by some very capable kids. So, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to talk to the Tigers at last year's football banquet, and my message to them was what you do in the offseason, it's what's going to determine what you do during the season. And that when you're playing football, when you're doing anything else, there's two things we can control. It's your attitude and your effort. You trust the coaches. You put everything you got into the put the best attitude out there, and you give them the most effort, and good things will happen. And I think they're they're seeing that now. 
one more thing real quick. We have some listeners kind of submitting a question. Uh, speaking of Cooper, yes. who would win a race, you or Cooper? So that's, uh, and that's a question that's come up a few times. <laughs> and I'll tell you like this, Cooper, and, you know, I, t- I think his four- he didn't run a great 40 when they clocked him. Cooper's faster than I was, and I've said this since he was a little kid. He's done more things with a football in his hand than I ever did. Um, my longest touchdown ever was 65 yards. That's from midget football all the way through high school. Cooper's had more touchdowns, over 70 yards. Um, and he does things that I never, I couldn't do with a football. I mean, he just, he sees the field well. He, he works hard. He listens. But he would, he would beat me in a foot race. Maybe <laughs> he would have beat me at a foot, in a foot race in my prime. Yes. All right, so again, we're reliving the uh, 1993 Class A State High School football championship won by Hastings High over uh, Lincoln Southeast. Southeast was uh, ranked number one at the time, and Hastings uh, went into the Seacrest field and uh, knocked off uh, the Knights by the score of uh, 14 to 7. So again, uh, thanks for stopping by. We've got a couple other guests that we want to get here here tonight as uh, we relive the 1993 uh, State High School football championship by Hastings High. Again, we are live tonight at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, we do this each and every uh, Wednesday. It's the uh, Tribune Tailgate Talk Show here on Extreme Sports. And again, if you happen to, to miss the uh, broadcast tonight, you can always uh, check out the Hastings Tribune uh, webpage tomorrow to get a rebroadcast of our uh, show each and every week. Next Wednesday is going to be uh, the day before uh, Thanksgiving. So we're, we're going to take next Wednesday off, but we'll come back again uh, the following Wednesday and have the show beginning at uh, 6 o'clock. So no show uh, next Wednesday because of Thanksgiving. We'll do it again uh, two weeks from tonight. We'll let you know uh, where we're going to be again tonight. We're at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill in Hastings. They are celebrating 25 years in business for a quarter of a century they have been your go-to spot for a good times great food and unforgettable memories i've had plenty of memories here over the 25 years at bullseye sports bar and grill they're more than just a bar and grill it's a hastings institution come check out the uh, daily specials on tuesday is a big burger night wednesday of course is a wing night as we enjoy that tonight Thursdays, they're a famous roasted chicken buffet. Fridays, you get prime rib and the seafood buffet. Saturdays, the uh, prime rib and uh, comfort foods. And on Sunday, they've got the uh, breakfast buffet. So thank you for Hastings and for making Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill your home away from home for 25 incredible years. And here's to uh, many more with the Ron and the gang here at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. They're located on West 2nd Street, right across the street from the water park in uh, Hastings. So, again, uh, reliving the 1993 State High School Football Championship won by the Hastings High Tigers as we get ready for the the state championships uh, coming up this weekend. Absolutely, and we have Kelly Wiesman joining us right now. And uh, obviously, Kelly, uh, I mean, that was a... A huge moment in Hastings, in the whole town uh, community history, and you got it started with a touchdown after a Southeast fumble. I mean, uh, talk about you know getting the team on top and ready to go like that. Yeah. So when it when it was happening, it was more just like a big blur. Really, you're, you're kind of in the moment, and you're you know you're you're just in the zone. So you you. But looking back, I watched the film a number of times. Um, it was a great great play by Corey Dreer on defense. He's been doing them. He'd been doing them all year, and then uh, 
I don't know. I think on that particular play, I got actually got buried by their 330-pound uh, right guard. Um, so I was actually underneath that guy. And then I realized that we got the ball, and I thought, well, you know, we with our line, uh, the strength of our line was, you know, bulldozing. And so uh, we got the guy, I think it was 32 dive or something like that. And uh, I just knew that with our line and, and my strength as well that we weren't going to be denied. And, and I just remember getting the ball, and it was a touchdown. Now, now Southeast, didn't they fumble the ball early in the ball game, and you guys recovered at the, like the one or two yard line? Yeah, so that that's what Corey Dreer recovered it, and I was buried under the 330 pounder. But yeah, that was like the their. So when they they got the ball, uh, we did squib kick it. I heard you talking to Josh about the squib, so we squibbed it, and then they had they had like three penalties right away. So they backed up 15 yards, uh, which put them inside the five. Or, I'm sorry, inside the 10, and then, then they ran a dive, and we, we got them for like a five-yard loss. So then they were at the two. Uh, the next play, then that's when they fumbled, and we recovered it at the two, three, and then we went in and... You went crashing in on that 32 dive play with no problem for the first Tigers score of that ball game, huh? Yeah, and that really set the tone because Lincoln Southeast, you know, I mean, they were the two-time defending champions. They, they don't get pushed around. And so we're the farm kids, I'm sure is what they were calling us. Um, you know, we just showed them that, you know, as farm kids, we can come out and play football. <laughs> uh, I was just checking the stats, Kelly. 11 carries, 28 yards for you, but you, you had that touchdown to get things started. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we didn't score a lot of points. We didn't run a lot of yards. I, I bet if you look at our total offensive stats, they probably weren't that uh, – you know, they, there was no wow factor in them for sure. Now you had 156 yards rushing and uh, 56 yards passing that day. And the Southeast, they didn't have much either. They had 161 yards rushing and, and 76 yards passing. So we already talked about the defense. The defense really uh, won, won the game for the Tigers with a with a big stop at the end of the ball game. They did. And we did just enough offensively. I mean, luckily we got, you know, we only needed two yards to get the first touchdown. And then I couldn't even tell you the second touchdown. I don't really remember it. Uh, I remember driving down the field. I think Cole might have scored the, the touchdown. Um, but uh, I know we made some – the line blocked well for Cole that drive. Uh, obviously, my rushing stats weren't nothing special, two yards of carry. Uh, but I, I was also the fullback, so I did a lot of blocking, and I took a lot of pride in, in – uh, you know, if Cole had 100 yards, I was just as happy – as if I had 100 yards because I knew that I, I, I was his lead blocker a lot of times. And so, you know, and it's a team game, so you do what you do your part and let everybody else do their part, and that, that's what really made our team special is everybody understood kind of what their role was on the team. And if somebody was having a bad day, a bad game or something, we didn't get down on them. We, you know, we lifted each other up, and, and uh, you know, it just – it was just a perfect storm, I guess, for a perfect season. Yeah, your, your second touchdown uh, late in the first half. I see you went on a 14-play drive that Walt Olson called one of the the best drives of the year for the uh, Tigers. And looks like a Josh Cole uh, plunged in from one yard out for the Tigers yeah. to grab the 14 nothing lead. Yeah, now it's coming back to me. Uh, yeah, it was a long drive, and... And I, I don't remember exactly where we started. What did you say it was 80? It was a, like a 70-some-odd drive, 75-yard 70, drive. Okay, so, yeah, so about the what was that, Megan? 25-yard line. Yeah, and we just, you know, we ran a lot of uh, a lot of dives, a lot of traps, um, a lot of, up the, you know, and Cole ran a lot of counters that drive. And uh, 
I do remember their defense had some really tough defensive linemen. Uh, the first play of the game, we actually ran a trap that I had been that been my bread and butter play, where I was, how I was getting all those yards. Well, uh, their D tackle knocked our center five yards deep in the backfield, and by the time I had the ball, I was already being tackled. And that was the first our first offensive play. We we're just like, you know, we're we're in for a dogfight tonight. You know, we knew it. We knew it was going to be tough. Um, but yeah, so that drive back to that drive. That was just us exerting that, you know, we, we're willing to play with the big boys uh, of, of Class A football, uh, even though we were, you know, I don't think anybody, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say our fans didn't give us a chance, but the media for sure was, was definitely not giving us much of a chance uh, to win that football game. And I think that drive kind of solidified that, uh, at least to the defenders, that, you know, we're here to play and, and we're here to win. The goal line uh, stand at the end of the ball game. What do you remember out of that thing? The goal line stand, you're talking at the very end of the game. Yeah, so, um, gosh, kind of a blur as well, plus, you know, 30 years ago. But um, I just know that, that, you know, they had Ty Good. Um, I heard Josh talking about Ty Good. Uh, I actually played in the Shrine Bowl with, with all those guys. And uh, Ty Good was really nice, really nice guy. And uh, and he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't bitter about us beating him up that day. Uh, some of the guys were that I played with in the Shrine Bowl for, from Omaha, they were a little upset yet that <clears throat> that we had beat him up. But Ty Good was a really good athlete. Um, that goal line stand, we knew we had to stop Ty Good first and foremost. Um, and you, you stop him, you pretty much stop them and they but they did drive down the field but we'd all year we had been a bend but no break defense uh, earlier in the year Grand Island had a similar uh, they we actually stopped them eight downs in a row uh, on the one yard line so we you know we we that wasn't our first rodeo against S- southeast so we just had confidence we knew we were going to stop them and right, coach so- Olson called great defense and it all worked out great. So do you have a Coach Olson moment that you could probably share on air? Oh, you can't share on air. Oh yeah, I got some I can share. At least one. <laughs> uh, you know, Coach Coach was. I'll tell you, it, I was thinking about the coaches before coming here, and you know, we had a lot of we had coaches that weren't teachers. We had coaches that they had nothing to do with school at all, and somehow they were entrusted <laughs> with coaching us, and. Um, but they, you know, I kind of look at them as loose cannons. I mean, they were they were wild guys. They, but they all had a passion for football, and they all wanted us to get better. And and I don't know when it really became real for them that we can actually make a run and win a state championship. Um, but uh, anyway, back to Walt. Uh, probably the best moment I remember. Well, it's not even a it's not a good moment for us. But <laughs> but it, it's really what solidified us going in and winning the state championship. And that was uh, a day before the state championship. We're doing the walkthrough. Uh, you know, we don't even have pads on. We just have our helmets on. And a couple of the, the scout teamers were, were beating our guys. And coach got really mad at us and lined us up and had us run like four 150-yard sprints uh, the day before we're going to play in the state championship game. At the time, it seemed very insane. I was like, you know, this is insane, Coach. Like, we're not going to – how are we going to play a game if we're, you know, tiring us out the night before? But in retrospect, 
coach knew what he was doing. He didn't want us to go into the game lackadaisically. He wanted us to go in as, as mentally tough as we could be. And um, he, he yelled at us a lot that day and ran us really bad. But in the end, it was there was a method behind the madness. And I honestly think that was the moment we knew we were going to win because we survived that last tough practice at Walt. You know, he's like, no, no. <laughs> You guys think you're good? No, I'm putting you guys back to reality. And and boy, did he. Um, you know, we had we had people on our knees, you know, sucking air. And I mean, it was it was not easy. So it wasn't a good memory in that sense, but it was a good memory because it it was needed, and, and he did what he had to do. All right. Again, we're reliving the 1993 uh, state championship won by the uh, Hastings High Tigers over Lincoln Southeast 30 years ago. Went into a Seacrest Field in uh, Lincoln and beat uh, Lincoln Southeast by the score of 14 to 7. Again, we are live tonight at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill, Hastings' only true sports bar located on West Second Street in Hastings, right across the street from the water park. It is uh, wing night here tonight. So come on out and enjoy wings. They've got several different sauces to uh, choose from. If you want a, a whole platter of wings, you can do that. Ron will cook them up for you. If you want to 15, 20, 25 wings, go ahead and order those up. Bring the gang on out. Get a plate of 50. You can devour those here while we uh, enjoy the uh, 1993 state championship of football title won by the Hastings High Tigers. So come on out. If you don't want wings, they've got all kinds of bur uh, burgers and sandwiches to choose from. They've got uh, they've got some uh, things to munch on. If you just want uh, like an appetizer, or if you want to enjoy steak, you can do that. In fact, it's the Hastings Tigers sirloin you can enjoy here at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. They've got the team names for a lot of this stuff, and the Hastings Tigers uh, sirloin is uh, what's on the menu. So check them out uh, for uh, dinner for lunch tonight. It's all at uh, Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill on West Second Street in Hastings. Trent, Trent Clark, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the program. Appreciate you uh, stopping by to celebrate the championship. Um, what do you remember from that night in 1993? It, it was a very, very cool experience. Um, you know, I, I, I was never a great athlete like a lot of these guys you're talking to. I was more of behind-the-scenes, sideline kind of dude. Um, I... Uh, Every role is important. Every role is true. That's true. Uh, I, I did all the uh, long snaps for punts, PATs, field goals, um, and then I backed up David Beatty at center. So that was pretty much my role. Um, I will say, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff for those kids that are out there, it's it's important, right? Um, you know, the, if, if they don't have a squad for them guys to practice against and you to really push them, then they're not going to get better. So... Um, I would just encourage kids to stay with it, right? Just because you don't start doesn't mean that you're not important. Was there a dog pile? I mean, what was the celebration? Oh yeah, like? yeah, yeah. It was it was a large dog pile. We then when we came back into town, we were escorted by the uh, I think it was the state troop troop troopers and uh, Hastings PD escorted us back in. Um, it was it was. Very, very great thing for the town. I, uh, you know, it was it was the talk of the town for for quite a quite a few years, I believe. You know, it was 
every game we went into that year, we were seemed to be always the underdogs. So it was always the team just proving that we could win. Yeah, that was actually the, the first state championship won by Hastings, and you guys won it again the, the following year in the Class B, right? Correct, they did. Now, uh, I was graduated by then, so I was not there. Um, me and Kelly, we both graduated in 94, so we were gone. But, yeah, it was, it was great just to see that tradition carry on. And, and a lot of that was, uh, at the time, Walt really, really pushed kids to, you know, he was around in 7th and 8th grade football all the time, pushing kids to get in the weight room, lift weights, um, you know, um, run, be in shape. He, he, he really developed you from a young age. So when he took over that program, they, were, I, I, they weren't good. I can't remember the exact record. I don't know if you have it on there, but uh, I think uh, they were they were over. They were winless two yeah, years over. before the title, so right, I, I know that right. much. So, so you know, he, he in a short amount of time, he did amazing things, turning around the program. So I was going to say, is there any like position group or certain individuals that you didn't really enjoy it practically? Know they're going to come at you and really push you to your limit. You know, um, I, I, if I played on defense, I I hated tackling Kelly. It hurt. It hurt. Sounds like a bulldog. Yeah, man. yeah. He, he, I can remember him breaking many, many helmets. Uh, many, many helmets. Uh, they, they would actually bring extra face masks and and helmets stuff to every game because he usually would break one or two helmets every game. Um, I also remember uh, the coach being pretty hard on us. Uh, you know, if you were late to practice five minutes. I don't remember if it was every minute. You know, this is 30 years ago, but uh, you held your face mask, and for every minute you were late, you rolled a yard. So there were kids that would roll the entire football field and then puke for 15 minutes at the end of practice after running sprints. So you know, I don't know if that would work this day and age, but uh, yeah, there, there would be some puking going on. I was going to say, now you can't even practice if, if the temperature gets above a certain, you know, they use a globe device or whatever yep, the heck two, it is. Two yep. days are gone. There's lots of, yeah, there's lots of rules now that right. you, you can't enforce. Right. Um, that, that season, I mean, was, you talked about being an underdog, but was, was there a belief? I mean, did you have to get a few wins under your belt to say, hey, okay, maybe we can run the table and, and get to a championship? Or what was the attitude of the team throughout the year? No, I, I, I think the attitude of the team was is we're not going to lose. We're just not going to lose. We're not – it was – Coming it from a four and much, five year, yeah, I mean. It was – we're going to win every game. No matter what, we're going to win every game. And that was the attitude of the team. So, um, you know, it was it was a playoff game. I believe we were down. Um, what were we down? Twenty points. We come back at halftime, and we ended up winning the game in the playoffs. Um, it was it was. You know, granted, coach had a few choice words and might have been a few <laughs> broken clipboards in the locker room at halftime. But uh, uh, you know, we, we we came back. We won with the field goal. Um, the Pillion the Vista it looks like. Yep. 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 24-21. Yep. Then they so. beat, uh, you beat Carney in the second round, 12-6, to before uh, facing Lincoln Southeast uh, for the title and winning 14-7. That completed an unde- uh, undefeated season for Hastings High at 12-0. and That was the first unbeaten season they had had since 1940. So you guys were on uncharted territory at that time. Yes, we were. We were. It was, uh, it was uh, definitely an experience. 
Same, my dad was also graduated from Hastings High. I mean, the Grand Island Carney, you know, rivalry with you know every year. How yep. what was kind of like that when you were when you were playing? Um, you know, for the the Grand Island and and Carney rivalry, just, just how kind we of between had it in general. Three, yeah. uh, you know, it was it was a huge thing. Like all of the student population would go to those games. Um, there was usually a lot of law enforcement. <laughs> For lack of a better word, uh, you know, um, it was it was a big rivalry. We we, we really strived those, you know, being s- such close towns. Um, we always played them good. They always played us good. It doesn't matter if we were good or bad. It, it just seemed like they were always big, big rivalries. Let's just say that that '93 season. We'll just go there. What other than the state championship game against Southeast? What game stood out to you guys, like, that tested you physically, mentally, like, all those aspects? I mean, do you, do you recall anything? Maybe the Grand Island Kearney games, maybe? Um, I mean, or, or, or Car- Kearney was very tough. Um, you know, I, I believe we played them twice that year. Yep. Um, and they were both close games. Um, you know, there's there's some people I know from when I was in school and stuff that uh, they would talk years later, and they were like, you know, just like I did on practice, I hated tackling Kelly Wiesman. <laughs> it, it just hurt. Um, I, I would say the game that really like showed our grit was was uh, when we beat uh, Papillion. Yep. Yeah, when we come back from being down and uh, come back and beat them, it was it was it, the the second half of that game. They came out and really really played. All right, so again, we're reliving the 1993 state championship won by the Hastings High Tigers as we talk to some of the players that have uh, experienced uh, the title back then. By the way, we are live tonight at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill in Hastings. Don't forget, Sunday brunch coming up this weekend, each and every Sunday at the Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. They get started at about 11 o'clock in the morning on this Sunday, serving until about 2 o'clock. Everything imaginable is on this uh, Sunday buffet. Fluffy pancakes, they got the uh, sizzling bacon, fresh fruits, and uh, so much more. Uh, You can't believe what you're going to find on the uh, Sunday uh, brunch buffet, so make it a point. Come on out this Sunday, hanging around for the uh, NFL football games. I'll have them for you on one of the many uh, big screens. You can watch all the action here with the NFL uh, Sunday ticket and uh, join the gang out here at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill each and every Sunday. Again, it gets started with the, the Sunday brunch beginning at 11 o'clock each and every Sunday, including uh, this weekend. Uh, I just remembered Just remembered, we did not wish uh, Terry Douglas a happy birthday on his way out. Totally forgot. Uh, yeah, he, he ran out of here. But anyway, uh, we got Lloyd McIntyre on the, on the show now. Lloyd, welcome. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. And you stole my thunder. I wanted to sing him happy birthday, uh, and I missed my opportunity. I know. We, we should have organized that earlier. Forgot. We'll record that after and just loop it in. So. Okay. He said he was listening on the way home to go take care of his dog. So, so Lloyd, what was, uh, what was your role on the 1993 team? So I, I did a lot of cheerleading. Um, and I saw you on the roster. I didn't know. You know didn't no, I played. I, I played sparingly. Uh, and that's mostly because there were some dudes on the team, especially on the offensive and defensive line. Um, but, you know, as somebody who was a part of the team, 
uh, being able to play with those guys, learn with them, learn from them, that was a big deal for us. I know we're not talking about it, but that next year, uh, to be able to kind of, you know, take some of that and go back out uh, that following year and, and have some success. I think a lot of that had to do with being able to play with those other guys. Yeah, you won the uh, Class B state championship uh, the following year. Besides the uh, the state championship game in, in 1993, is there anything that you can remember uh, maybe during the season that really uh, pops out as a big-time memory from uh, 1993? Well, for sure, you know, the, the playoff run, and as a kid, right, like you're – you're experiencing it, but you don't really understand maybe like the the gravity of it all. You're just kind of showing up, doing your own thing, whatever. But um, I, I do remember like during the playoffs, and, and especially that second time that we faced Carney, kind of the energy uh, in our in the stadium and and on the sidelines. Like it was a big big game, and Carney was a talented team. Um, that really stood out to me, and I think uh, you know throughout the season, I just kind of like again going back like oh and nine our freshman year four and five our sophomore year and then that season my junior year that progression kind of stuck with me too um, but that Carney game uh, Monte Cristo quarterback for Carney uh, talented group of young men uh, and to beat a team that's really really good like that twice in the same year is tough and uh, yeah that that game and, and the energy and, and the effort um I remember uh, Dan uh, blocking a PAT in that game, or it was a field goal, sorry, and it was uh, nuts. I mean, just kind of like the things that you had to do to get done to, to make it, you know, work out in our favor, and, and, and those kinds of things stuck out with me. And uh, You kind of talked about, you know, being able to uh, kind of see things now, you know, uh, kind of recognize things that were going on back then. I mean, just like you said, state two state titles. Adam Central, we talked about, was in the state championship. I mean, just can you kind of reflect on the community and, you know, what a time it was for Hastings football? So, and St. Cecilia was pretty good, too, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think they made, I think they made a run as well. I, you know, in this community at that time, like, uh, a lot of the, you checking that out, I think St. Cecilia was in there. Uh, second round. Second round, okay. Um, I, I remember as a kid growing up, like, lots of dads spending time with their kids out in the, the midget football field. I mean, that was that was true in my situation. We had several dads. Uh, Josh Cole's dad was out there. Um, Eric Kump's father. Just other people um, that, you know, wanted to, like, pour into kids when they were little. And I think some of that you know, led to, I mean, it had to have led to some of the, the results that you saw with all three of those schools because the, the, the midget football program was for everybody. Uh, but as kids grew up and, you know, separated and went into different, you know, high schools and things of that nature, those kinds of experiences when they were little like that, uh, I think kind of like led to some of that. Um, but it was just, you know, and you think about like more statewide too, I think people wanted like, folks cared about football and folks you know wanted to help their kids you know be on those nebraska teams that were you know dominating um national championship games and stuff like that and so like at that at that time like football was a really big deal i mean it still is here in this in this state but um yeah in this community i think just had a lot of parents that cared a lot and spent a lot of time with young people 
How did many of those guys that graduated from that uh, 93 title team, they reach out to you, you know, get you guys ready for that next year's championship? What was that like? You know, I, I do remember, like, seeing them. Uh, like, so Justin, I mean, he went to UNO. I think Larry did too. Um, a lot of those guys that played at a high level, Dave Beattie, like, they, they went on and that next year were, you know, playing. Well, Dave was with, in my class, but, like, uh, some of those other guys like went on to play college ball and so they were you know busy with that but I do remember seeing them at those games I think it was personal for them too and I think they were pulling for us all along um, I don't remember like specific like phone calls like we don't have we didn't have social media I think I got my first cell phone when I was like 25 so uh, no one called my landline to say hey good luck but I do remember seeing people what's it uh, what's it like to be a winner uh, a lot of people don't get to experience that, yeah. myself included. Yeah. Um, you know, that's cool. I, I, I think it's fun to win. Um, the things that I remember from that, like, just just the camaraderie of it all. And, like, those memories are so, like, with you. Um, and, and when you lose and things don't work out your way, like, you've been taught, or at least I've been taught, like, you want to forget about that stuff. You want to move forward. When, when you're on top, though, those things just kind of hang with you, and that's, I mean, that's cool. Like, things that will stick with me. My, my family, on the other hand, they're not super, they're not super uh, uh, cool with all that because they got to occasionally hear about, like, when things aren't going according to plan, I'm like, I'll speak to you from, like, some perspective that I have. And they're like, we've heard that before, Dad. I'm not trying to hear that again. Thank you, but I'll get feedback from somebody else. But, yeah, I... The memories, I think, are, are the, the best part about it. So. You got rings? Did you guys get rings? That so, yes. I actually have We have two, right, from high school. And then I got one that next year with Hastings College, again, in a, in a classic bench warmer position. Um, and I cannot find them for the life of me. I've looked all over. I know the B one has a little chip in it. I just don't know where they're at. I, I'll find them one of these days. So anyway, uh, I think one common thread is uh, we've had a lot of Walt Wilson-type uh, stories uh, yeah. told here, and it, it pretty well uh, comes out in the wash that Walt Wilson was a pretty good football coach back then. Tremendous football coach. Um, you know, I, I don't think he – and maybe he would now tell you this, but he cared deeply for those kids, for us. Um, it came out in a different way, right, like – uh, through a lot of discipline, hard work, um, accountability, um, and really kind of, we were just having this conversation over the table like, yes, we had some really good players, but he had a way and his staff had a way of like getting more out of people. And so it was, I think that in combination with like, yeah, we had some really talented young people. I don't think you have those kinds of results if you're not getting the absolute most out of people on the on the field. And, and I remember him... Um, you know, I like personal stories, like thinking I'm, you know, doing my job, like doing everything I'm supposed to be doing is like a trap play. And I knock this kid over and I come back to the huddle. And if he was here, I'd tell this story again. I think I did tell him last time I saw him. Um, and uh, he's like, McIntyre, are you going to block somebody today? I'm like, I don't know if you saw that, but I just knocked that guy over. And he's like, when I want some lip service from you, I'll ask for it. Until then, you can take your tail around that shed over there. He may have used some different words, um, but those kinds of things, I'm like, okay, I'm running. I think it wasn't the blocking. It was the response. And so, uh, and I learned that in that interaction, like, 
he had expectations for us. And uh, when we were not hitting that mark, he was giving us the feedback we needed to make those adjustments. And, and that's what great coaches do. Um, they are in it, and they are giving you feedback in the moment that helps you get better. And, uh, yeah, he was a great leader, um, cared deeply about those kids, and it came out through accountability and, and high expectations. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you guys and kind of reliving uh, 1993. Like we said, the, the first state championship won by Hastings High. They won it again in 94, got into the state playoffs this year, bowing out in the second round uh, to Waverly. So you, you still uh, stay in tune with uh, what's going on up there at Hastings High? Absolutely. Um, those kids, uh, some of those kids like Josh's boy, Nick Tripe's boy, um, uh, those kids are kids that I'm paying attention to. And, yeah, I'm, I'm always cheering for the Tigers. I'm always rooting for the Tigers, and I'm paying attention to, to how they're doing. Um, it's, it's, I, I was impressed to see them make that run into the playoffs. Um, I think, you know, had things gone down a little bit different. Wa- Waverly's a good team and uh, well-coached team. Um, I think, you know, give those kids maybe another year. Who knows what happens next year. Maybe they do make another run and they can make some noise in the Class B world. Maybe we can get some uh, hardware to, to join the uh, 93 and uh, the other state championship as well. Maybe get some more hardware up there. Guys, thanks for stopping by. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Lloyd. We've got one more, uh, one more guest here that's going to join us. we got Nick Tripe sitting down for a few minutes. And, uh, Nick, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, save the best for last. First podcast for you? It is. It is. All right. That's hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're celebrating a pretty big accomplishment. Uh, where does the where does the state championship rank in your uh, in your lifestyle or life accomplishments? I think it's pretty high. Ask my son; he'll probably tell you that too, because he hears about it all the time. <laughs> I make sure to tell him every time he walks into the weight room. Yeah, that's my picture right there on the wall. Do you have your ring? Lloyd said he lost his. No, I've got all my rings. I even got my jersey up on the wall. Girlfriend doesn't like it, but it's up there. <laughs> hey, you gotta gotta celebrate what you can, right? Yeah, she likes wearing it though. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> well, uh, from that game, you know, we we've talked with these other guys about it. What what role did you have in that that game or that championship run? I was the starting outside linebacker on the other side of Josh Cole. So, starting defense, it was a blast. I don't know. The, uh, one of the biggest memories I remember is that fourth down. Goal line stand. Coach Zeppelin comes up as a huddle, and we're all breathing fire. Don't know what we're going to do. Fourth and goal. Coach Zeppelin comes in the huddle and is like, Jesus Christ, boys, it's just a game. Go make a sack. We did. Josh did. It was awesome. So. Do you remember where you where, where were you on that play? What was your role on that play? I was actually, Josh made the sack, and then I fell on top of Josh. So I made sure he didn't get up. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to be in the picture at least. Right, yeah. When they make a big yeah. play like that, you want to at least be in yeah, the picture. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, right. I was going to say, what was the celebration kind of like when you guys got back into town and oh, this town crazy. was waiting for you guys to come back? It was crazy. Nobody really even knew about it until we got to, I think, Donovan, I think, that we had the the police cars escort us in. And there was no Twitter to, to tell everyone about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a blast. Well, um, so I was going to say, like, what was it, um, just having that moment, just uh, becoming a state champion, what was that kind of like like for you? Really, it was surreal. I remember all the fans run out on the field, and my dad and my mom was still brings back memories. I was going to say, who, I was going to ask you too, 
I don't know these guys might have asked it, but um, who's who's the better who's a better athlete, you or your or your kid? Well, of course me. Oh, of course, but we're not going to tell him. Okay, he's, probably, he's a lot stronger than I was and <laughs> in better shape, but yeah. Were you a multi-sport athlete or football your your main football gig? Football was pretty much it. Football played a little baseball, but it was mainly football. Back in the day, we didn't have high school baseball. It was just Legion in the summertime. So how often do you get together with this uh, 1993 bunch and hash over uh, the memories over a few uh, few Pro- toddies? Probably too often. <laughs> yeah. but, That's usually the case, isn't it? Yeah. Good to have those guys around, though, right? It is. I mean, it is. We're still we're pretty uh, close bunch still. Good. All right, so again, uh, reliving the uh, 1993 uh, state championship won by uh, the Hastings High Tigers. It seems like just yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, could you yeah. S- still go I'm out? I believe uh, when they said it's 30 years. Yeah, can I'm you still go 20. out and go out and uh, beat on people? <laughs> well, probably, I might be a lineman now, not a linebacker this now. You lost a little bit of speed? Yeah, yeah. Lost a little bit of speed. No offense, so. Lloyd. All right, so again, uh, thanks for stopping by and enjoy uh, the times you have uh, with your guys here tonight. Thanks, guys. This is awesome. All right, Thanks. again, uh, we're at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill here in Hastings. It was a 14-7 win for the uh, Hastings High Tigers back uh, 30 years ago. And uh, we talked about the uh, goal line stand there at the end of the ball game with under two minutes to go. Hastings uh, stopping uh, Lincoln Southeast as they were going in for a, a potential uh, game-tying touchdown. And the Tigers seek out of there with the uh, victory in their first state championship. They came back and uh, won the title the following year in Class B. I see they made a run through uh, Lincoln Pius. They beat Pius in uh, the following year in the Class B state championship run, 28-21. They beat Crete 35-6, and then they beat uh, McCook for the uh, state championship by the score of 56-16. to uh, 16. I don't know if Hastings High has scored 56 points since then, have they? <laughs> uh, when they play Gehring, they yeah. usually run – or not Gehring, but um, – Alliance, Alliance. Or, you know, yeah, like Gehring's been in those games too. Yeah, when they, when they play some of those schools, it, it can get pretty out of hand. Yeah. I was going to say, wasn't, wasn't Lexington? That, that yeah. be, wasn't that Beatrice game a few years ago? Wasn't that, wasn't that a pretty high scoring? The, the one that was, I think it was, was it Jarrett Sinek, that, that high scoring? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. in the 60s, wasn't it? 60s, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Anyway. anyway, we're live tonight at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill every Wednesday. Is a wing night. Still got time to come out and enjoy that. Don't forget, Bullseyes is celebrating 25 years in the business here in 2023. That's a long, long time. We got a, a lot of great memories here as well at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. Tuesdays is their big burger night. Wednesday, their wing night. Thursdays, their famous roasted chicken buffet. Fridays, you can get their uh, prime rib and their seafood buffet. And on Saturdays, they got prime rib and the uh, comfort foods as well. And Sunday is the breakfast buffet that I've been telling you about. So there's no reason to go uh, anywhere else. Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. It's a Hastings institution. 25 incredible years in business. And here's to uh, many more. And again, thanks to Rod and the Bunch for having us out second time. We made a stop here for the uh, Tribune Tailgate Talk Show here at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill and Hastings. we got uh, chances for you to win Nebraska football tickets tonight. We haven't uh, mentioned that. Everybody come on out and get signed up. We've got Nebraska football tickets to the Iowa game, which is uh, coming up on uh, on the Black Friday. Maybe a, a chance for the Huskers to uh, get bowl eligible after they lose to Wisconsin this week. So Huskers would have to beat Iowa on Black Friday to go to a uh, bowl game. So come on out. We've got uh, tickets. We'll leave the, the box up here for a little while longer, even after uh, we get out of here 
uh, tonight. But uh, come on out and get signed up for free Husker tickets uh, here at Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. I'll tell you what, that Big Ten West, man, I think anybody can still win it, can't they? I don't, I don't know. There's unless, been so many. Unless Iowa wins one in the next two games, otherwise it's, it's a clincher. I think this 93 team could have beat them. Anybody in the Big Ten West? Well, I, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. It's it's a different brand of football. No, but, I mean, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking with these guys. Uh, the big thing that stood out to me was just, like, I mean, winning's great, but they all just had the same memories. And, you know, I mean, just the camaraderie of a team like that. It, it's so fun to see. I think that's what you hear. You know, we've covered championship teams, and the more, more of them that I talk to and see around town from, from now on again, I mean, they they all talk about just the relationships that they built through the through the grinding and all those yeah. tough practices and and the the coaches yelling at them all that stuff they they really just formed a bond that's lifelong and and you will always be in those pictures you'll always have those rings you'll always be in the the newspaper clippings so that's always really cool to me is to just to see the and hear about the bond that they've formed. Again, uh, next Wednesday we're going to be off because we've got the uh, Thanksgiving holiday coming up next week. So we'll do this again uh, two weeks from tonight starting at 6. We'll let you know uh, where we're going to be. But uh, no uh, Tribune Tailgate uh, talk show next uh, Wednesday. We'll do it again uh, two weeks uh, from uh, tonight. So we'll get you the location. I've got seats on the bus, gang. We are headed to uh, Jamestown this weekend. For uh, Hastings College basketball, the Broncos will take on uh, Jamestown on uh, Friday night. Then we'll head to uh, Mitchell, South Dakota. Sounds like a lovely trip. We'll play a Dakota Wesleyan on Saturday. We'll have the action here on uh, Extreme Sports. Uh, The Friday's game uh, gets underway at uh, 445 with the uh, doubleheader. And then on Saturday, we'll go into 1245. So can't wait. This could be our final trip. It brings a tear to my eye, folks, that uh, we're going to not play uh, Jamestown anymore as they're they're going up to a Division II and leaving the conference. So this could be be our last uh, trip to uh, Jamestown coming up this weekend. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Knock on wood. Hopefully this is. I hope hope for you. <laughs> you guys, are, you'll be covering the uh, state championship games uh, down in Lincoln. You'll be able to read all about that coming up in uh, future editions of the uh, Hastings Tribune. So, guys, it was great tonight reliving the memories from 1993. Makes us feel young again. Didn't uh, didn't have to talk too much. Let those guys do the talking and, and the storytelling. So, all right. yeah, it was a blast. All right, thanks for coming out again. Uh, thanks to Rod and the gang out here at uh, Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for Will, for Nick, for... Uh, Uh, Marcus, I'm Mike Will, wishing you a very pleasant good evening.